This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of any offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network and Maj Don are not licensed brokers, broker-dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy and sell securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Avoiding the Crowd podcast with Maj Sway Don. I'm your producer for the show, Robert Kraft, on behalf of SNN Network. Maj, great to see you, man, as always. How you doing? I'm great, Bob. How are you? Just <laughs> fell off my chair. Everything's great. <laughs> what did you just do with your chair? My chair fell. You know, the chair was great until you said, you said go. My chair fell. So, your chair fell? Oh. About, about to fall rock over, yeah. Dude, but, I think um, it's about time. I, I, you know, you... This is a perfect example of a classic successful microcap investor. They're so about the game, they could care less what chair they're sitting in. You know, <laughs> like you're not, you're not, you're not even like, I bet, I, like, does it, does it rock all the way back? I mean, what's, what, what kind of chair are we working with? You know, maybe it we should now start. That I, gained, I gained some weight during COVID, it rocks back. Yeah. So it's uh, working out. Oh, that's a COVID, that's a COVID-19 chair. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, man. How you doing though? How's your weekend? Everything's good? Yeah, we're really good. Played some tennis, did some research. It was a good weekend. So, that's a, is is that your ideal weekend? Just like a little bit of exercise and then mostly research. It depends, man. I like to relax, you know, and you know, take it easy sometimes and not do always research. Um, but yeah, I mean, typical weekend is you know, play my guitar, play some tennis, um, and then yeah, you know, hang out with some friends at you know local bar, distancing, nice. watching a band outside, and then because um, you know, there's a, there's a little nice trip here called Los Olos in Fort Lauderdale. Just some nice restaurants and bars, and um, yeah, then you know I work actually there's a cafe there called Ant's Flower Shop, where I it's my little op. They have an outside cafe, inside cafe, and coffee, and I usually set my office there, a little corner outside table. That's a that's a big shout out right now. I mean, I think you know as as we get more and more uh, exposure to the pod, I mean we should we should approach them about being a, a sponsor. You know, like thanks to Ants, you're able to do all the research that you do. And you ants. Might get all, is it you ants know, or ants? Ants? Ants. A-N-S. Ants. 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 Look at you. You're spending your weekends doing even, even a little bit of research. You know, you got to find that time to get it in, man. Yeah, yeah, going through a stage. Sometimes I'll do like sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll make it a, a, a total research weekend. Sometimes I'll relax it, you know, just to make it fun. Like you want to mix it up. Yeah, no, I hear that. All right, well, let me uh, prep everybody. Uh, uh, this week's uh, agenda. We got a we got a really fun agenda this week. First things first, uh, Maj is going to do a quick wrap up of uh, you know of his weekly newsletter. Just some of the stuff that he put out there um, yesterday. We were recording this on Monday, so we put this out on Sunday, and then. This is something that we've wanted to do. Um, that w- this won't be the last one for sure. Um, Maj is going to give his first stock pitch for the podcast, so that that's going to be a lot of fun. That's coming up uh, very shortly after we do a quick recap. So, um, 
that's the agenda. Hope you all enjoy. Maj, you want to take it away and uh, get started on uh, what you talked about this past week? Yeah, so thanks. Actually, I think, you know, it's last week we had talked about um, the buy, sell, hold, and I think a little bit um, during our podcast. And um, so, and and that's why why I talked about in the last Sundays, last two weeks ago, Sunday's um, weekly rebat that we do every week uh, for our June Investing Premium members. And um, I said a video will be coming to talking more about it. So this week, um, there's really not much to talk about that's different because I basically introduced the video, made about a, I think maybe a 40 minute video on the subject going deeper into the buy, sell, hold conundrum challenges, how to get through it and how to make decisions um, as stocks are going up. How do you know if you want to buy more, sell some, or just keep it? And I went through different kind of emotional challenges that we face when that's, when that, that's happening. And um, so, yeah, so we can talk about that maybe another time after I digest the video, video myself a little more. <laughs> so, and um, yeah, so that, that's that. But, and, um, I, but I think that we'll, we'll, we'll have more on that later at a different time. And so I guess, you know, really what I want to do here was actually talk about a stock pitch kind of theme here. Um, and um, I think was it your, your conference was it two weeks ago or three weeks ago now your conference the last one you just did it was uh, it was August third through the sixth from the twenty fourth so I guess what was it th- two uh-huh. three weeks ago sorry time I have no yeah. concept of time anymore it's just it was it was prior and now it's today <laughs> so it was, it was a, I guess a couple of weeks ago so during so during that um, you know I guess I, I was I was awesome I was really thankful you invited me to to do a panel on that I was a panel. I think it was called Manager Comeback Stories and talking about a couple stocks, interviewing a couple CEOs, I think Energy Focus and um, with James Two and then In Touch Systems out of Canada, a camera and what? Right, In Touch Insight, yep. In Touch Insight, yeah. And um, again, I guess we should say now, like, I own those, I own both those stocks and they're relatively I do not. <laughs> newer <laughs> positions. I may add, sell, you know, or do nothing. To my positions and moving forward, yeah. No. Um, so, um, so the, the theme not that of of that um, um, of that of that panel was to really talk about managing teams that have kind of helped turn around turn that are turn around a company, and specifically, I, I invited those two companies because they had CEOs that had had experience in the past in meeting challenges, facing them successfully. And um, having some success, um, and with, with what's particular that was was interesting about that one was energy focus because energy focus is an interesting story in that um, James, to the CEO, um, used to be with the company a few years ago. Um, I believe it was in fourteen um, when the company had a really good run, um, and the stock, you know, it might have been even sixteen. The stock had he was there for like maybe a year or two. Stock did really well. Um, I think it went up maybe four or five times in a relatively short period of time. I mean, they, they make, they're an LED lighting product. They, they go and um, do retrofit type of work uh, for commercial customers and, and the Navy. And um, so during that time he was there, the stock did really well. He helped, he helped, he was actually, he helped turn around the company that was struggling. Actually, and while he was there, his job at that time was to really develop, solidify and, and continue to develop a relationship with the, um, with the Navy. So it worked, 
Um, but then there was a disagreement uh, with the board and how to grow the company. Eventually left, company, the stock fell apart, and they recently asked him to come back and revive the company in March of 2019. And he's doing it. I think I think he's doing a great job. So what I like about that, in both times he took, you know, in the first time he actually bought some stock in the company through a preferred financing, did it again this time. So it's basically a replay of what's going on. Um, he's, you know, the Navy relationship is still very, very intact. But now he's actually trying to rebuild the company in terms of its, its um, non-Navy, its commercial business outside the Navy um, and product innovation. So basically it shows that, you know, I, I have a little, some confidence in the turnaround because two was there before and got it right. He's on a great passion for the business. He understands the industry and the company and the direction it has to go. And he's doing it again in a different way. So I'd like to look for companies that have that type of, type of theme where you have a CEO that used to be there uh, with a company, did well, for some reason left the company, whether it was on good or bad terms, and then comes back later to fix the company. And, and that's what we have with, you know, what the stock I want to talk about today was um, I, symbol is IEC. Because I own the, I own the, I own the company. Um, it's called IEC Electronics Corp. IEC is a symbol. And it's electronic manufacturing um, services company. So let me share my screen uh, and pull that. I have a presentation. I, I a, a little slide presentation. I'm not going to do the whole thing. I'll jump around a little bit and I'll try and get through this really fast. Maybe, you know, 10 minutes, I think is all I really need to kind of get through it and get my major points across here. And, and for those who are listening, be sure to check out this on our on the SNN Network YouTube channel so you can see the presentation on there. Um, otherwise, uh, Maj will be <laughs> verbally, for those listening, you'll be verbally hearing the, the presentation now. Yeah, it's, it's probably important to watch the presentation with the, with the board. But I'll, I'll be conscious of that too. So let me share my screen. I think I'm going to go to screen two. Share it up. About, oh, but yeah, so here's, here's the two stocks. You know, this is a, actually a screenshot of the GeoInvest, our GeoInvesting premium portal where we have model portfolios. And this, this is EFOI and this is IEC. Uh, they're on the same um, portfolio. We have a high conviction portfolio, we call it, which are stocks we um, have really um, favorable opinions for not, maybe the, maybe the short term, but definitely a long term and that we think might be multi-backers. So give you an idea there. Um, I didn't want to show all of them because I don't want to go into every stock uh, that, I'm, that I may own or um, for disclosure purposes at this point in time um, in this podcast. But if we go um, to, the, to the pitch here, so here's some years of my disclaimer. You should definitely read the disclaimer. Um, I mean, Bob, you have a disclaimer anyway in your podcast, so it's there if you want to. So here's the... Um, the fees is basically first-class CEO selling a best-in-class service offering to sticky customers. That's kind of the, the, the overall theme of the story here. And um, so what is, uh, what is, you know, EMS? So EMS is basically taking components, electronic components, putting them together, um, and they're, they're, you know, testing them, designing them, assembling them. Those can, those can all be done separately. Um, you know, different companies can do one piece of it. Or, you know, you can look for, you know, one source type of companies that do it all. So IEC does a lot of it. They design, assemble, produce, test. They do a, they have a one-stop one solution for its customers, which I love. You know, it gives you pricing control, quality control. 
um, and especially these days with um, what's going on in terms of you know um, the tensions we have, um, you know, sourcing supply and these kind of things, the overseas tension with, with China. So that's basically what they do, and you know, in a very you know quick snapshot. And um, when you look at what IEC has done um, with um, with their new C with the CEO uh, Jeffrey, is that they've taken out cyclicality from the business by by concentrating um, on higher end businesses, uh, more um, less cyclical businesses uh, than their peers are. Um, and you know, creating that one that one source solution for its customers. Um, I believe it has multi-volume potential for longer-term investors, but there will be some volatility in the business. It's inherent in the EMS industry where you have um, the visibility isn't great in general. You, although they're trying to take and uh, you know rectify that a little bit. So I'm looking at this as more as a, a longer-term play, not a quarter-to-quarter -quarter type of play, which is how we look at a lot of our our high-conviction plays on that. Phase. Talked about earlier. I'm like, you know, here's some some quick stats. You know, I'm not really going to get into the valuation there. I'm looking. It's trading at PE 12, 12 and a half. This industry will have generally a lower type of PE, but I think over time, this will get be, as as its business model plays out, it will get an aggressive valuation at some point. Um, but you know, when I'm looking at a longer term play, I'm looking at more. Hey, can this company be a lot bigger five, ten years from now? And I think the answer is yes. But here's that slide if you want to look at it. Um, it's slide four um, during this presentation. And I'll, what I'll do too, Bob, I'll have a PDF download that people can, you know, that you, maybe people can um, download. Well, Maj, Maj, real quick, I mean, is this, is this all the up-to-date stats or what, what day is Yeah, yeah, I, just, I, just update, I, updated, I updated it today before the... Oh, you did? Oh, okay, good. Yeah, the current ratio would be a little off. That's, I didn't do that, but I'm sure it's not the same. And, you know, the, if you look at this, you might, oh my God, zero debt, I mean, zero cash. Well, you know, the company is... Pretty good at turning its inventory over, and um, historically has operated with zero cash. It's the one thing I really want to get back to Magic and talk to them about. I've interviewed him a couple of times, but really never touched upon that, and I want to just get more color on that. But when you look at the history of the company over the last ten years, it's how they've operated, and it might throw some people off. Um, they do have some debt, um, but again, historically they, and you know, um, they've operated that way. I'd like them to have more insider ownership, which kind of you know pisses me off a little bit. And why why don't insiders have more skin in the game here? So I think I want to address a little bit. But you know, it's a real company, real revenues. They're at the higher end margin of the uh, of the industry in terms of their gross margins and even margins. So, and we talked about why I like the comeback stories, and that's what we have with IC. So let's get back into you know who Jeffrey um, Schlarbaum is here. Hope I pronounced that right, Bobby. But uh, and so um, he was. Um, let me see if we go here. He was. A, he was. A, I guess he was the president of IEC between 2004 and 2013. Um, he was instrumental in pivoting the company away from targeting um, cyclical uh, um, consumer um, segments of the industry, lower margin markets, higher lower margin, higher margin markets, bigger markets. Um, it has IEC experienced uh, several. Um, years of consistent growth, sales worth 19 million to 145 million. I'm just reading off the slide deck here, so just in case you don't have that in front of you. The company was profitable between 2006 and 13. The stock went from about $1 uh, to, um, to a peak of around $8 in 2011. This is all under um, you know, Jeffrey. 
Um, he eventually resigned in February 2013. There was, I think, a CEO succession dispute. So and direction where he wanted the company to go. So I think he was promised a, a CEO position at some point. And um, when it came to do that, there was some disagreement there um, and that never happened. So he decided to leave the company. Um, during that time, the company made some missteps. They basically un undid a lot of what Jeffrey had done, including some failed acquisitions, lots of key customer segment focus. They were too diversified in the, in the, in the customers. Segments they were you know focusing on, which means they were it may be too many lower margin areas, cyclical areas. They quickly started losing money. They lost money in 2014-15. Shares declined from around six bucks to a low of three and to a um, low of about three dollars. So in 2013, um, 2015, Jeffrey comes back. He's appointed as CEO, basically doing the same strategy before. You know, um, I guess picking up from where he left off at. You know, sales have grown up. I've uh, grown from 127 million to I think over $200 million run right now moving forward. Um, they've been profitable since 2016. And really, I, they inflected in 2017, where you, you see some nice, consistent revenue and earnings growth. I'm checking in. This is a cool, I, I, I went to pick up a pretty cool slide from their presentation. I like to look at key slides. I'm looking at presentations, slide presentation of a company. And there might be 10, 15 slides, but I'm looking for like the one or two or three key slides that really spell out what's going on at the company and get me really excited. Um, and here's a slide I like a lot. Um, it shows how, um, you know, the, the backlog is obviously has grown and how the new customer backlog um, has really, um, has, has grown too. So they're not only they're growing their backlog, but they're getting it from new customers, which is nice. And the stock has, he got from 450 to um, when he when he joined to I think it's about nine. He'll hit his hit, hit his high as 930. It's around eight bucks right now. Um, so here's I have a slide here which you can see in slide 10, which which gives the history of his um, history of, of Jeffrey's kind of involvement with the company. So you know it's well, I think it's a key to understand well, how is IEC different in this in this industry that's kind of crowded maybe. And um, as I said earlier, it's um, built a one-stop shop for its customers. Um, and actually has a, a U.S. manufacturing facilities. So that's really important now with everything going on with China. Um, there's a lot more protectionism going on. So that's really accelerated the, the benefit to what they do here and, and the demand for their product because, you know, they, they, they do it in the U.S. And we know what's going to be going on, you know, in terms of customers, Potential customers in this in this in the, in the technology um, you know industries um, wanted to have a, a go-to source of supply and make sure they're going to get their um, products on time. So I think that's going to give them a pricing edge and a competitive edge moving forward. And you know because they basically target certain you know um, critical kind of mission type of industries, um, you know high you know, higher quality industries that they. The, the customers are going to place a higher value on that too, and it, you know it allows IC to react quickly to changes in the market and customer needs and demands. Um, so here's basically the breakout of what the, you know the, the industries I look at are medical, infusion delivery, which I love, robotics, which I love. You know I think we can all say they're very consistent high growth markets that are going to be around and, and not that cyclical. Um, aerospace, aerospace defense. Another sticky, sticky area to be um, involved in. 
Um, you know, they have an industrial segment, which is, you know, semiconductors. You know, there's some deficit quality there, but, you know, asset track and transportation, um, they're high growth kind of in, um, I think, stickier type of areas of the industry also. Um, again, one more time, manufacturing the house gives pricing flexibility, easier to provide at one stop, provides trust, and it can help um, respond quickly to supply chain issues, maybe quicker than its competitors can. And we, you know, we're having lots of supply chain issues the last three years um, in the technology sector. Um, so, you know, if we look at the caveats here, you know, I have a, I got two slides of caveats here, which I, I always like to see, and I don't like to get too caught up in them in turn, but I like to understand what these caveats are, right? So, you know, when I'm looking at a company, and like, as I said earlier, um, you know, every stock doesn't have hair in it, right? Or there wouldn't be an opportunity. You know, there's gonna be some investors that don't like the caveats, which, you know, provides opportunity for investors that have done their, you know, deep due diligence in the company to know that maybe um, they might not be as bad as assumed. But again, I want to get into understand why only we have a 4% insider ownership. It seems, it seems odd to me. Um, although their 12% gross margins are above the industry average, um, uh, and there's a high end potential of 18, it's still below the gross margins we look to normally invest in at GM investing. Um, but, um, and as well, the EBITDA margins, but it's a typical in industry, and it's something we can't avoid. Um, there'll be some visibility issues, you know, um, that aren't just inherent with the industry, which is why you got to take a longer term view on this kind of company. Um, and um, that could that could affect uh, investors' um, willingness to assign premium valuations to the company until they really prove that they can operate successfully through multiple cycles. Um, we talk about supply constraints. Even though they do control a lot of their stuff here in the U.S., they, they still will have supply constraints either the strong demand potentially um, you know outstripping supply um, or you know we have issues with China and foreign partners and creating chaos in the industry um, they don't outsource manufacturing I think they're they're in the midst of or I don't know if they've completed a, expanding their manufacturing capability which is really nice their manufacturing capacity again I want to understand this cash balance zero situation a little more um, and they have a little, you know, maybe higher debt to equity than I like. I think they're at 0.7 right now, and I, I'd like to see that under, you know, 20, 30% usually. That's it, Bobby. If that was, uh, if that wasn't too long, <laughs> too boring. Not at all. Not at all. I don't think, uh, I think, you know, anytime you have a chance to, to share your thoughts and insights is, is always of value. And that's why we did. That's why we're doing this whole podcast. Come on now, Maj. <laughs> well, thanks for opportunity. Yeah, well, great. hey, yeah. And again, and again, again I'll, I'll, I'll do. Um, I'll make this slide presentation available in the next, you know, few days or whatever. Um, and I may have. I don't know if I. I, I may have recorded the pitch. I got to go see. I, I can't remember. Well, but, shoot me, shoot, shoot me the link because what I'll do is I'll put a link to it in the description for both okay. uh, on, on YouTube and then I'll, for everybody who's, we're still recording. So anybody who's listening, you're going to get a link to this <laughs> in the description of both in the YouTube description and also on Podbean. So um, yeah, I mean, look, this is some of what you can expect on a weekly basis, you know, both going over his weekly wrap up, having a guest on to talk about stocks, both individual ideas or just philosophy in general to a stock pitch. 
you know, and, and that's, that's the kind of value that Maj brings to the table for, for the show. Um, I'd love to get Jeffrey on the program. We could, as, you know, see a CEO to talk to be us. Cool too. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be really cool to talk to you. Right? Not me. I'm just the producer. I'm, I'm back. I'm pretend like I'm behind the, the mountains that you see in this picture here. Okay. For those who are listening, I have the LA skyline. Yes. This is the LA skyline. And yes, we do get snow cap mountains when there is a heavy downpour because Little does anybody know, or well, people from California know, is that the mountains are only two, three hours away. So yeah, that's why we got snow-capped mountains. It's nice, right? right? Yeah. People thought it was Denver the last time I did this. I'm like, oh, it's the Los Angeles. But, uh, yeah, man. All right. Well, real quick, uh, SNN and myself, we are not shareholders in IEC. <laughs> Just want to make sure that's clear. And um, yeah, you can follow. I, I don't know, Mosh, is anything else you want to want to say about this week? I mean, it's relatively short episode. You know, we got your stock pick. We got kind of the wrap up. I mean, anything that people should look out for this week or uh, maybe can look forward to next week. I know we haven't even really talked about next week's episode, so you can surprise me right now with uh, <laughs> what we're going to be talking about <laughs> next week. <laughs> I usually figure it out on Saturday or Sunday. And then <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and if whatever we decided to do today, it probably change by Sunday. Um, this is true. But I mean, I'm, I'm definitely like now going through a lot of stocks that I've had, micro cap companies that have had their earnings, trying to see if there's any stocks that um, maybe have gone down or haven't gone up much in reaction to good earnings or mis misinterpreted earnings reports. So that's what we're doing this week here at Geo. And again, to follow Geo, you can you can come to geoinvesting.com. We have a seven day free trial. You can um, always um, try that out. We have a, now a monthly option also for, uh, that we just recently put in as a membership option. Um, and um, you can reach me um, directly by email at maj at geoinvesting.com. You can call me at 267-246-3263 directly. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter. Maj, at Maj Investing. Did you just butcher your number? I mean, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> or at Geo Investing. For the for company Twitter handle. <laughs> I should have got no no matter. I can put that out there like let's say I get a million dollars, no one's gonna call. <laughs> so, oh, that's, that's too damn funny. Uh well I'm begging you to call me. <laughs> well look, so give the man a call. He's you know, look, it's Sometimes we're still in quarantine. You know, you heard he sometimes goes out on weekends. All right. So give the man some love. Let's go. Um my, again, my name is Robert Kraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Bobby K. Kraft. That's B-O-B-B-Y-K-K-R-A-F-T. You can follow the podcast at, on our YouTube channel, the SNN Network YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash SNN Wire. You can also check it out on Podbean uh, at avoidingthecrowd.podbean.com. And big news, it's now available on Spotify. So you can now uh, listen to Avoiding the Crowd on Spotify as well. Uh, just go in the search box search box and look up avoiding the crowd with Maj Swaydan and you'll see Maj's beautiful face with nice beard and the whole deal. Yeah, right. So yeah, with the logo, I'm telling you, it's going to be that. But um, all right. Well, with that, Maj, I, by the way, I think that's a, what you just talked about that you guys are doing this week for geo investing. I think that's a great topic for next week. That sounds super interesting. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes up. Oh, we'll see. All right. Well, we'll see what the people say. All right. Well, I, I, thank you. I, I actually do have one. We could, we could talk about that. I'm thinking about right now, but I can dig a little deeper we, into it. Should we talk about that offline or do you want to say it right now? I mean, I guess I'm not going to talk about the symbol yet because it's rather a liquid. I'm still digging, digging into it. But the situation where a company um, wasn't um, 
um, wasn't able to um, grow its revenue for the last couple of years because of the delay in winning a government contract. Um, they have uh, won that contract, but it was only really talked about in a filing. We, we dug it up, um, talked about it to our peer members, and then they issued a press release. Stock went up a little bit since then, but it's still being under um, underappreciated. And basically, they have seven years now of predictable revenue and net income coming. And the stock is, in my opinion, selling really, really cheap. Um, it was priced for bankruptcy, not so much anymore. But um, so we're digging in that a little bit right now. And we have, we do have a write up on it already at geoinvesting.com, you know, on the, on the premium side. We have done a good amount of due diligence on it. And I'm going to continue doing it this week. I'm trying to get an interview with the CEO um, to slow, to basically dot some I's and cross some T's. Got it. All right. That could be, that could be an interesting topic for next episode. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where your, where your wind blows, I guess, by, uh, by Saturday or Sunday, if you still want to do it. <laughs> All right, man. All right, dude. Thanks again. That was a lot of fun. Talk to you soon. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of any offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network and Maj Don are not licensed brokers, broker-dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy and sell securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast.